Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the beginning of a new era of Titans football is beginning today. Some may say yesterday, but we're going to say today. We have a new head coach. His name is Brian Callahan. We're going to go over everything that we could possibly think of with this new hire. Um, Jared's going to share his thoughts. I know deep down he's he's hurting a little bit. It, hurt, it hurts right here a little bit. bit. But Just we're going to get bit. through it. When we throw for 500 yards a week, you're going to get over it pretty quick. Sammy, start me up. Turn up your volume. Your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. The Sick Podcast. Talking Titans. Ladies and gentlemen, 94 yards. Touchdown, Titans. He is the baddest man in the NFL. And he just took her to the house. The sickest Tennessee Titans podcast. Sick! It's going to be sick. Welcome in, folks, to another edition of the Sick Podcast, Talking Titans. I am joined by my counterpart, Jarrett. We are live for a special edition of the show. Um, we would have been on live last night, but the news broke when I was at work, and it just it was too late in the night. Um, but we're here now, and we got a lot to go over. Uh, Brian Callahan is our new head coach. Um, Jarrett, as I typically do, I'm going to give you the floor, man. Tell me what your thoughts are, and then we're going to dive deeper into this. First, my thoughts are your smile. I haven't seen you smile this this much since Vinny called you out and said you're so full of shit, you got shit coming out of your ears. No, oh. man, for, for, for real, dude. This hire is uh, a staple for our franchise now. We haven't had an offensive-minded head coach since, really, Ken Wisenhunt. You know how well that panned out for us. But uh, Amy cl clearly had a path for uh, for this franchise, and it's surrounding uh, young Will Levis with an offensive-minded coach. She sees how the league is going with Mahomes and Burrow and, and Herbert and C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson. The list goes on and on and on. You have to be able to have a, a great quarterback. We have one what we think. We hopefully have one, and uh, we need a, a, to develop him. And this is the greatest hire, I think, that we could have had Plus, now he has a lot of ties in the NFL with with dad and everybody else going on in the NFL. Where we're going to get into that stuff. But uh, yeah. initially, my first thought when I saw this was when I texted you guys, I said, oh, oh, my God, we really did it. I didn't know. I didn't think it was going to happen so fast. But they did not. They shut that door as soon as he came in. They said, you're not leaving. You're not going to the Panthers. You're not going to the Falcons. This is our guy. And and, uh, and I salute Rand and, and Amy for doing that, for, for, for moving so fast to have the first head coach off the board that was not in our building. Yeah. I mean, look at the guy's resume. Look at the, look at the quarterbacks this guy's worked with. Yeah. Um, you know, over the past 15 years, guys that are the likes of Peyton Manning, Matt Stafford, 
Um, obviously, Joe Burrow. I mean, these are uh, these are these are Hall of Fame quarterbacks, most of them at least. Um, so, I mean, this is a, a real special special hire for this team. It shows that Amy is finally over the style of offense that this team has been using since her father owned the team, and uh, she's had enough. So it doesn't matter how many uh, of the fans loved Mike Vrabel. He was gone. Didn't matter how many of the fans loved J. Rob, even though there wasn't a ton, he was gone. And, uh, you know, obviously the long list of people we spoke to didn't really matter because at the end of the day, uh, we wanted an offensive guy. We got an offensive guy who has had major success uh, in this league. And as we've said multiple times, Jarrett, and I know you'll agree, um, in this league right now, you run the risk. Um, you know, if, if your head coach doesn't call the offense and, and, and you have a guy in there that is in charge of calling the offense, if he does well and succeeds, you're always going to have that issue of possibly having him taken by another team as a head coach. And uh, the Bengals are seeing a perfect example of it right now. I mean, now, mind you, they have a great coach, uh, but I'm sure they're they're pretty upset. And, and the way you get rid of that issue is by hiring an offensive-minded head coach who's going to call the plays. And that is exactly he, what this this he, uh, he is. An, he is an offensive minded coach, but he didn't call the plays uh, in Cincinnati. Zach Taylor was. He was initially involved with the game plan, all statistic wise. What, what happened with the offense, getting everything ready, and he was involved in game planning and calling the plays. But Zach Taylor was the one who was yeah. actually calling the plays in Cincinnati. Now there's reports out that he's going to be the play caller in Nashville, which is huge. But I wanted to see that, but. Uh, what's your thoughts of like all these guys with the talks of who could come in for offensive coordinator with ties with, with him, possibly uh, Will Levis with uh, Liam Cohen, like um, the Kentucky head coach, like um, TD said last week yeah. that they could bring him in. Cause like I said, with this hire, he, ha he has the exposure from his father, from himself, with other guys in the NFL now. Like Mike Vrabel did, he had the, re he had the respect. But to me, I think we can get like high caliber assistance in this, in this, mm -hmm. in this, in his team and we need it. So what, yeah. what's your thoughts on like a Thomas Brown kind of guy, a Liam Cohen that there's guys, you think they're going to retain Charles London on this roster? No, I, I don't. I don't think Charles London's going to be back. I, I haven't really dug too deep on as, as like, as far as like who the offensive um, coordinator candidates are, but just to, to put my touch on it quickly, it, it really is going to boil down to if, if Callahan is going to call the plays. And, and, and between that and just making sure Levis is as comfortable as possible in the office that we're going to run next year, that is what matters the most. Whether it's Callahan calling the plays, whether it's somebody else they bring in, um, we need continuity and we need progressive offense. That's what we need. That's what we've lacked for literally 20 years. We've never had any continuity on, on the coaching staff outside of maybe Jeff Fisher. You know, Mike Munchak was on the squad for a while as a coach. But we've never had any continuity with our coaches. Um, and our offensive play style has been one-dimensional one for literally its entire history. And that is, is what needs to end today, January 23rd, 2024. However that happens, I do not care. Um, do I think Callahan has the ability to call an offense? And I do I think he should do I believe he should do it? Yes, but it doesn't matter to me. He can bring somebody else in as long as he's involved heavily. Um, and we're going to find out, you know, how involved he's going to be. But I go back to what TD said, um, and this is what really got me amped up and why I was all in. The way he said how he would – he laid into his guys in the locker room and they continued to play poorly uh, in Cincinnati. So, I mean, that is something that we need. 
Uh, I'm not saying we didn't have that with Vrabel, uh, but you know, I just I, we need a guy with a real serious edge, a guy that like you really think could flip any moment, and we never really got that with Vrabel. This guy Callahan looks like he could, you know, turn a media room upside down if you rubbed him the wrong way, and that's kind of what I want, you know. Yeah. No, no doubt. Uh, my biggest, my biggest thing going into this now is like I've been saying this whole time, and, and I'm going to say it until it's blue in the face. And now there's these rumors that it actually can happen. Is the veteran offensive line coach for for Will Levis, Bill? He just signed a uh, a long term, not a long term, but an extension with the Cleveland Browns. Who knows that in his clause, could he possibly come over? If his son got an opportunity to become a head coach and he can come out of that, I sure as hell hope so. Because there are rumors now that Bill, obviously, and Brian are going to hopefully connect back in Tennessee and that's going to be huge for us. But, but like, I know you haven't dove into like the offensive coordinator as much. He's going to call the plays. That's what, that's what the reports are. I'm sure we're going to see a, 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 a press conference in the next two days, either Wednesday yeah. or Thursday, and he's going to lay everything out on the line and how the future of this team is going to look. But uh, I do see, like TD said, I was digging in a little, little bit of uh, Thomas Brown. You cannot take Thomas Brown's offensive coordinator um, job. Seriously. What happened in, in, um, Carolina this year. Carolina was a mess. It was Frank Reich's yeah. offense, like he said. He is a Sean McVay tree kind of guy, and he had he has success in the NFL as an assistant coach. So if he if he and, and they brought him in for a second interview, so who knows? Maybe they said if Callahan's the guy, maybe they're interviewing him technically per se as possibly the offensive coordinator position. If they like yeah. them that much, this is what so, I want. I want young guys. Young guys, and I'm going to be honest with you. I want young guys with like little experience in the NFL. Honestly, like so, as, as like, assistants. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm talking about guys that are going to be involved with 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 scheming this offense. We need fresh minds, right? We don't like even the younger guys that have been in the league for a while. Um, you know, like the McDaniel's, and you know, they they have great schemes in in their own right and what they did in New England and whatnot, but. You see these guys like McDaniel's in um, uh, Miami, you, like McVay. Like these are all guys that have been in the league a while, but haven't had their big chance. And I just I want more youth in the staff. That's that's the easiest way to put it without getting too like detailed. Um, I want fresh faces, and um, that's the only way we're going to move forward. You know, we need to, to, to get all that old school. It just doesn't work anymore. Old school style football cannot be you know, a focal point of, of football here in Nashville anymore. It cannot, you know. No, with, with this hire, it definitely says that they're not doing that no more. But I do want to, like I said, I want a veteran head coach. I mean, a, a veteran assistant or something of that nature on the offensive line and the tight end room. Receivers-wise, I'm not too sure. Maybe maybe they get a, they get flashy or they, or they keep Jefferson. Who knows? I don't know. But I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. But we definitely need that veteran-type presence as an assistant head coach and offensive line coach. Yeah, and, so, and, and Trisha, just to let you know, because I'm looking at the comments a little bit here. Uh, without saying too much, like we tried to get certain people on the show to talk about what happened. And uh, they declined because it hasn't officially come out yet. But they did not say, uh, I don't even know if this is a thing. So it, I think it's very safe to say um, that this is going to happen and it's already in the works. So I would not be concerned and worried about that falling through. Um, but another thing should. that we need to – go ahead, Jared. I, no, I was going to say you should be here in a press conference shortly, either tomorrow morning or you know tomorrow morning announcing it for tomorrow, tomorrow or Thursday. So just, just yeah. be on the lookout. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. 
the rage of the earth, we made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Yeah, get him. Sorry about that. Um, my roommate told me my dog hates hates my roommate. And he's been living here a year, and just she barks every time it comes home. But uh, one thing we also need to talk about that I think you know enough people are, but is really intriguing and and a real positive thing about this hire as well. Um, you know, T. Higgins is is going to be a free agent this year. Uh, listen, there, there's a lot of reports about him getting franchise franchise tagged. Of course, it's possible. Would I be surprised? Of course not. Um, but bringing a guy that he's familiar with in as a head coach certainly isn't going to hurt our chances of bringing that young man here, especially him being from the state. Um, there's just so many, you know, positive things that you could take away from the Callahan hire that could tie in with this Higgins possible uh, acquisition as well. But I don't want to get my hopes too far up uh, because I've gotten a lot, Jared. I've gotten a lot of a lot of my wishes. You talked about my smile. I mean, I don't want to boast. You know, I, I typically don't. And a lot of people think I do, but I don't typically boast too much. But you know, a lot of shit I've said over the past two or three years has not only been true but come to fruition. Starting from the Todd Downing being a complete bum, even before everyone else jumped on board when he had no roster. And once he had his roster, he fucking collapsed. Um, I said Ryan Tanner was cooked well before a lot of other people did. He wound up being cooked, unfortunately. I thought, I mean, and there, there was some stuff in the in between there that didn't really go my way. I had a higher host from a leak. I didn't call him the, the prophet like some people think I did. Uh, but that didn't work out. But I knew Levis was the dude. I wanted Vrabel gone. He's gone. I wanted Callahan. He's here. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's. It's gratifying in the sense that my team is looking the way I want it to look. Forget about me being right on social media. Just the fact that my team is shaping up the way I want it is is great. And I think everyone should, should, be, should be happy and not be sad about what we lost. Just be really happy about what we acquired. No, of and, course. I mean, we all want that sexy offense. We all want to score 30 points every game. I mean, we haven't scored 30 points in two seasons. Amy sees it. She she had enough of it. The clear vision is now out that they went offense for a reason. Offense puts ass in the seats. It's not yeah. the Ray Lewis and Eddie George days anymore where you're going to win a 10 a 13-10 ball game no more. You know what else the is going to put ass the in the seats? points, yeah. Having guy wear number 8 show up to your stadium and throwing it more than 20 times. You know, that's just really no, what it is. Absolutely. It just is. Before, before we get into the the takes on players and everything else, I really want I really want to ask you because I've been looking on social media today. I was very busy at work. I was looking last night and today, and I wanted to bring it to the show. I didn't want to tweet it. There's a lot of people. It's not. It's not. I would say like maybe 60, 40, 70, 30 that's been going around saying, "Oh my God, this is a shit hire. Why the hell did we hire Brian Callahan? He didn't even call the plays in in, um, in Cincinnati. Zach Taylor called the plays in Cincinnati. Yeah. It, it, what's what's your take on that? Because like I, I touched on it already in the beginning, and I know you did too. But the people out there, and, and, and there's videos to prove it that he he was he's irreplaceable. Matthew Stafford's been talking about him. Peyton Manning's been talking about him. Derek Carr talks about him. He 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 showed and he's proved that he's worked with these quarterbacks and every single quarterback he worked with. Joe Burrow. They all turned into four thousand yard passers. Okay, yeah. great quarterbacks, top five, top ten quarterbacks in this league. Hell, look what he did with um 
with with Jake Browning or whatever the hell the guy's yeah, name is. That, yeah, yeah. The backup when, when Burrow went down this year. Come on, man. I mean, he he's a quarterback guru in a sense that he's worked with, with one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time and Peyton Manning. So I mean, when, when you have the praise of that, um, and when, without even calling the plays, and you're just involved, and now this is going to be your show. I'm wholeheartedly because th- we haven't seen this in years as Titan fans. So I just want to hear your take on that. BC, that's a great comment, man. McVay didn't call plays until he got to the Rams as well. Uh, So this is, you know, I'm going to give credit to my dad. I don't know if he's watching right now, but he sent me, he sent me a text. wasn't this morning, but it felt like it because that's when I woke up. Um, What's that? I said, I feel you, Rossi. Yeah, right. Oh, absolutely. He says, get ready for this stat. And this put it in perspective why Mike Vrabel needed to go, okay? Titans have gone 35 straight games without 30-plus points, okay? Browning had four and one game he had 27. Browning. Browning, okay? That is why – I mean, guys, I I, I understand, you know, Mike Vrabel is a man amongst boys. You know, he walks into the room and everyone knows he's in the room. I get all that, okay? He is as alpha as they come, but alpha doesn't equate to success in the NFL. And we have been an absolute disaster embarrassment for two calendar years now. Okay. And I understand we had injuries. Every team has injuries. Did we have more than others? Probably. Okay. But our issue was also staffing just as much as it was roster and health. And he had a very large hand in the staffing. And it appears after the more reports that come out, that this was his roost since the jump. And what he said went, and finally it came to an end when he asked for the new general manager to have his own general manager. That was the last straw. Now, again, we haven't had confirmation that those, you know, those um, statements were made by Rabel, but it, it, I haven't heard a whole lot that, that disputes it. So we're going to assume it's true. And if it is, uh, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying he's a piece of shit by, by any means. Like I'm not saying he's a worse coach than Munchak was and Wisenhunt was and Malarkey was. Okay. I genuinely think he's probably a better coach than Mike Malarkey. Yeah, I, I, I do. do. Do they have, do they have, does he have more seasons than Malarkey winning a playoff game? No, but besides the point, we were embarrassment. We couldn't score points. We couldn't. We were out of the playoffs after week six, two week, two years in a row. A little, little later on, two years ago, because we we did win seven games and then lost a bunch. But you guys get the point. Um, you know, we got to get on board. It's time for 2024, 21st century Titan football. You've never experienced it, but when you do, I promise you, you're going to be excited. Okay, you've never experienced it in your entire life as a Titans fan. I promise you. Even with Tannehill at his best. We were still a run first offense. Okay. You've never in your life experienced a true 21st century offense as a Titan fan or an Oiler fan for that well, matter. Yeah. I mean, I, I get your whole point there. And, and, and we haven't, but we also no. had a gen, we had a generational, generational Eric Dickerson type back at Derrick Henry. Not now that we don't, no, 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 absolutely not. But I'm saying you're going to give that, that, that workhorse the ball versus, you know, throwing it, you know, 50 times a game. I get I get the whole point. He carried us for a while now. But there are there are talks now that that um Brian Callahan loved Tajay Spears coming out of the draft. He loved Peter Skaronsic. He graded him as one of the best offensive linemen in the draft. He's working with two of them now. He's got Will Levis. Will he bring in T. Higgins? Don't know. Tyler Boyd's also a free agent. 
they're not gonna they're not gonna uh, franchise him. So they they may just drag him over there. Oh, have we seen the the likes of Nick Westbrook Akina done? Who I knows? So. That's I hope you know, so. Man. You know what? I was I was laying in bed last night, and I, I wish Vinny was on. And I know we're gonna get his take next week. He's on a work trip, so Vin, we'll we'll get you back next week. But I was laying in bed last night, and I said this could change April very 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 quickly now because oh yeah because i just got the goosebumps yeah. i just got the goosebumps okay now hey, talk we <laughs> brian callahan was a part of that Bengals offense where joe burrow was sacked and brutally killed his rookie year and they were mocked that they wanted an offensive tackle the whole time whole time whole time who did they draft jamar chase they surrounded this kid with talent and they they brought in linemen I kind of think now with Callahan calling the offense that this could possibly be a draft change come April now. And uh, the Titans build within, you know, and they and they go get that right tackle from New England. They 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 cut their ties with Andre Dilliard. They go after a veteran um, offensive lineman for left tackle. Hell, Bill, Bill Callahan comes in. He's one of the greatest offensive line coaches in the league. They promote him to an offensive assistant head coach. They bring in Mike Munchak. That's two great offensive line coaches on that staff. Staffing's huge here. Now, if we do that, by all means, neighbors, Odunes, or hell, even Brock Bowers is in play. Because I still who think who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? I still think Marvin Harrison Jr. is still going at four. I don't know if we're there we yet. We can trade the four, Jerry. We could. We could. I'm not there yet, but we still have three options at enormous weapons at the seven spot. So that has changed my mind now. When I said, "Hell, they didn't take they didn't take a, a Penny Sewell when they had the chance. They went Jamar Chase." So Jared, I know I got the goosebumps, man. I got When you go, listen, you're all about the content. I love that more than anything. Okay, that's why I'm so happy you're part of this with me. But I know when you go to bed at night and you your head hits that pillow, you are so fucking happy. That everything that just took place over the past month took place, okay? I know you are because, guys, understand what's happening here, okay? Everything we've been upset about over the past 10 years is done. It's gone. Mike Variable, win the game in the fourth quarter, run every down, coach, gone. John Robinson, all over the map, can't draft for shit. Some, day, some drafts he's good, others he's historically bad. He's gone. We got a new guy in Rand Carthon that's come from success as a general manager. We're hiring a coach that's come from success in Callahan. We're moving forward. We have a fucking quarterback that is literally psychotic. Okay, we have a quarterback that they may make a documentary about on Netflix. That's how crazy he is. And that is what we need. And that is what's going to win. There's, there's nothing but good things to be happy about right now. And listen, you know, BC says don't trade up. I get it. I mean, listen, it's going to cost us a lot to go from seven to four if four is where we need to go to get them. So I won't be upset if we don't do it. I, like I said before, and I'm not stepping away on it. If we go all number one, I'm all about it. Okay. Absolutely. He is a for the boys left tackle, and that's what we need. Um, you know, he, he just seems like a, a Taylor Lewan type personality, and he would tower over Taylor Lewan right now, at least. Uh, and he, and I, and I'm all about it, but at the end of the day, I'm tearing this room apart if we somehow get Marvin Harrison Jr. So that, that, that that's just, that's just the way it is. But, um, I want to, I want to save that draft talk for Dra draft Vogel on the show, our, our draft specialist on the podcast over here, because not, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to talk about why we're right only 20 I, minutes I, in Jared. I, I, I mean, 
everyone's all over. I mean, I watch college football. Everybody watch college you football. You do, and I don't. Marvin Harrison Jr., yes, he, he's spectacular as a wide receiver. Do I think he may be possibly the best wide receiver in this draft class? I don't know. Okay. He's done it at Ohio State. Malik Neighbors has kind of, you know, he's done it for one season at LSU. Odunze, you know, did it twice in um in Washington, where he's proven that he could be a Jamar Chase kind of kind of guy. And, and he's strong at the point of the catch. He comes back to the ball where Marvin Harrison Jr. really does is not strong at the point of attack. He's a game changer. Well, I mean, you can go either way over here, but then yeah. you have Brock Bowers, who's a hybrid tight end wide receiver. I don't want Brock where, he's, Bowers. where he's done it. For three straight years, no, I get he was it. I that get it. guy in college, so I don't. I don't. I, know, I get it. I get it. But I just number one. I don't. I, number one. I still don't think we've seen the best of Josh Wiley. That's number one. Okay, and then number two, which is actually even more important than number one. I think the staff held Chig back last year as to why we had a giant step back, and everybody's like, "Oh no, his yards was good." He had garbage yards in the last like month of the season. It doesn't matter. He was absolutely atrocious most of the year. Um, I think we have some serious possible playmakers at that position right now. So to just go over the top and 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 spend a top ten pick uh, on another tight end, I know he's big time. I know he's like a Gronk type freaking tight end. Um, but mm, I don't know. I gotta tell you this though. If we got if we wind up getting neighbors or Odunze, I'm still through the fucking roof. Through the roof. Because honestly, like they're they're, in my opinion, more sought after receivers coming out of the draft than AJ Brown was. Like they are real fucking deal high-end prospects in this draft. And I'd be stoked to get one of them. I think Odunze reminds me of DeAndre Hopkins, like genuinely the way he runs his routes. Um, so forget about it. But like I said, it's, we need the pizzazz, man. I want more primetime games. Well, of course, of course we know? do. And we're, and we're going to get that now. And like I said, uh, NWI, he did great for us. Chris Moore, those guys are kind of like blocking. Let me get to the sticks. Let me catch you for the third down. We need playmakers. And Brian Callahan has been around them. Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, T Higgins. They, they spreaded the ball out. He was one of them. He was a top offensive coordinator in the league last year that ran 11 personnel. That's showing that he loves his wide receivers. Get those running uh, blocking wide receivers out, out of here and let's stretch the goddamn field now. Wow. You have Tajay Spears who, who can sit in a flat, catch balls all left and right. He can You can run screens, reverses, anything with him. The analytics of moving the ball, constantly moving everything. I mean, look at the Lions, man. Was it the Lions? Was it the Lions this week that ran ran a play? It was man to man. I don't know. I forgot. What, maybe it was the line. I forgot who it was. But it went man to man. The wide receiver came back in in, in the yeah. um, in the backfield and then came back wide open in the flat, gained ten yards. I said, man, why we need an offense like this, man? It gets me excited. How about all the fucking screens that all these elite teams do? Like the how many how many screens how many screens were thrown in that Buffalo KC game? How many fucking screens, Jared? I, I I lost count after like the third quarter. I lost count. And these are elite offensive teams with elite quarterbacks. They do it often. Why? Because it works. When you throw to the ball to the sideline where there's only two or three defenders rather than where there's more defenders, your opportunity of gaining yards increases, okay? That is not like this deep, deep NFL logic. That like you know Harvard graduates uh, need to to scheme up. If you know how to block, 
and you know how to scheme correctly, screens work a lot. The best of the best have done it since the beginning of this football league. So, I mean, you know, all I can hope and pray is that we don't run run pass anymore, which I think it's safe to say that, knock on wood, that's not going to happen. Uh, and we get more creative and, and you know, we just – this is a copycat league. Everyone knows this. And we've never copied anyone but ourselves from the year prior. That's the only thing we've copycat. And it's got to stop. And I think this guy is going to make it stop as well as Ram and Amy's seen enough. And this Amy slander, you guys are absolutely fucking insane. If you're going to slander Amy Adams Strunk for doing what she's done over the past five years, you are out of your fucking mind. Single-handedly has changed this franchise where people want to be here. They have a sexy new facility, a brand new stadium coming. They have a quarterback. Tennessee tax tax free state. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins came. I mean, Tennessee is on the rise now, and I hope that Bill Callahan puts this staff together because I'm going to sit here this week, just like I know you are, and all the 80 people that are watching right now live on YouTube right now. Shout out to every single one of our yep. listeners, everyone commenting over there. That I can't wait to see what this staff, what he brings together now. That we have the first head coach hire, and he can go grab his guys now. Yeah. Because that that's the whole staff thing, like you said. Now that you're sitting back and you're looking at variable staff, rookie head coach, I mean, a rookie offensive line coach doesn't work in the NFL. You know, tight ends, you had Tony Dunes run, go from quarter, uh, running back coach to the tight ends coach. I mean, Dunes was good, but I want to see proven veteran guys. Like, you yep. want to see uh, proven young guys, analytical kind of guys that, that transforms this offense to the next step. And, and listen, <laughs> it all goes back, and, and, and people are saying, oh, you know what? Uh I didn't really. I didn't think it was a great look that Amy uh, didn't go on the stand and she let who the fuck who does she get? She doesn't have to answer to anyone. She owns the fucking team. Like, I, like the fact that she even spoke on what she did, you should yeah. be happy with and gave an interview. She doesn't have to do a fucking press conference if she. And you know what? She to. she's gonna do the press conference to introduce them, and she may even say what she's gonna say that everyone's saying that she didn't say. Hell, just, just give her again, time. Just for the sake of discussion, who gives a fuck? I know. Like she doesn't owe us anything. Anything she gives us is 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 uh, added bonus. Okay, well, she runs the team. She can do whatever the hell she wants. The bottom line is, every time this team has been in despair, she's made a move. Okay, uh-huh. every single time, whether it be Wizenhan, whether it be well, Wizenhan wasn't her, but I'm saying like when Malarkey needed to go, she he was gone. Vrabel, two seasons bad, gone. Robinson, gone. She wants to get it right. She said it in the interview. She said, there's too much good going for this team. We should not be having these issues within the organization. We have a hell of a good quarterback that's young. Okay? We've got uh, a new stadium that's being built. We've got a great young you know, roster with great young pieces in place. This is a time for progressing, not going the opposite way, going forward and we went backwards this year and that was the final straw so um you know we got comments like hasn't she gotten us into despair folks if you didn't realize okay um she doesn't call plays um she doesn't run an offense she doesn't coach these players she puts people in positions to do these things now she's not a mind reader okay she's not the only one making these decisions and uh you know sometimes people come into the organization that we have better expectations for and they fall at the wayside. And when that does happen, they're gone because she has very high standards. Like she said in the interview, 
And, uh, you know, people, anyone to blame her for the situation we're in when we are looking up, directly up for the first time in 20 years, you, you need to do some self-reflecting as a fan. That's just my opinion. What do you think, Jared? No, seriously. I mean, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm all, all on Amy Adam Strunk. I mean, she's turned this around. She's made the changes. She's improving this team. She wants to do better because the NFL wanted to force her out of the league, and she's made changes for us. I mean, we don't see it because, you know, we're all over the country. And, you know, the people down there see it. She gave them a brand-new facility, state-of-the-art facility. She's bringing guys in. She has she, brand-new turf in the stadium, even though some players don't want it. She's making changes and bringing um, Tennessee – to life in a small media market that's it's overshadowed by so many big teams. Yeah, this is literally an owner that <laughs> listens to us genuinely, yeah. like genuinely goes on social media and listens to the fans. Okay, how do I know this? Because I went and I and listen, and people are like, "Oh God, you know, you always tell." This. I love telling. I mean, who wouldn't love telling the story? I went to the New England playoff game in which we won, and she was at the tailgate, and everyone's trying to get a picture with her, and of course I'm. What you did, you did, and of course, I, I, I was able to sneak in there, got in there, and before we even could take a picture, she says to me, You're Sal, aren't you? And when I tell you, I've never really felt a feeling of a heart sinking. Everyone says, like, my heart sunk, I've never understood what that meant. That was the first time my heart sunk. Uh, I was like, Huh? And she's like, Yeah, you don't know who I am on social media, but I know who you are. And she's like, I'm glad you're here. And it was just like, Oh, you know, like, uh, out of body experience. She listens to us, chat. I keep saying chat like I'm at work. I hate oh, we're live. We're live right now. So they're we listening. are live. We are live. I don't, I don't like calling our, our fans chat like I do at work, but um, you know, we're <laughs> she listens to us. She does. She hears what we have to say. It doesn't mean she acts on every single thing, but don't think our words aren't listened to. And that is, you know, such a positive thing as a fan of a team. It really is. So we need to get our act together as far as our, our owner is concerned. She is the right person in charge to lead us to that first Lombardi trophy. I wouldn't want anyone else to do it for sure. Yeah, for, for sure. Real. BC, just to touch on you, Tony, Tony Dews did actually move to tight ends coach this year uh, to just, I guess, expand his profile. But he was running back coach for a very long time over here. But this was his first year as tight end coach. Yeah, yeah. And like and like we said, obviously, his Callahan's father has ties. Obviously, we know his ties. Um, apparently, and I had not researched this yet, but I will soon. I don't know. Was it you, Jarrett, that mentioned it? If he signs with us, like his if dad it's in his, get out of his contract or something. If shit. it's if it's in his clause, because he renewed his contract uh, at the beginning of last year. So if he, we don't know this clause. No, no one has it out yet. But if his uh, if his son gets a head coaching job, which apparently he is the next head coach of the Tennessee Titans, it's not confirmed by the team yet, but rumors are true. Um. Yeah he could possibly get out of his deal unless unless that they promote him to maybe an offensive assistant head coach, the assistant head coach. It needs to be a promotion. It can't be a lateral move. Okay. And let, so we'll see. Well, Either way, Mike Munchak wants to come back too. So if we don't get, yeah. if we don't get pops, bring Mike back. No, no, I would flip that. I would go Mike first. I mean, Mike, forget it, man. I mean, Mike, every time he was here, we always had, Hip top shape O lines. He's familiar with too? the organization. I I, I him love in. him back. And if I, I don't even know why is it not happened already? I don't understand how he's not already been signed. Stuff's, <laughs> stuff's gonna be moving very very yeah quickly. yeah. Friday just, Saturday you'll start hearing news of assistants starting to sign. Man, hopefully he puts yeah. this together real quick. Yeah, and uh, listen, I I think genuinely the first step here is getting T Higgins. I, I really want T Higgins. Um. 
man, I mean, Will Levis, T. Higgins, whoever we draft, DeAndre Hopkins one more year, this kid can air it out, and you need guys who can fly down the field and uh, yeah. boy, oh, boy. I think that's stage number one. And let me tell you something else too, Jarrett, and I don't even give a shit. That doesn't change anything for the draft. No. That's all I'm going to say. That doesn't no, like I said, I had I, I, I had the Madden podcast. Time out. Imagine we get T Higgins and then we sign and then we're I'll be I'll be conservative here. We get Malik Neighbors. Say we get T Higgins, Malik Neighbors, and DeAndre Hopkins next year from Levis. And possibly if Traylon Burst can turn the table, you have a first no, round draft pick. And, and, even me. I know. Even me. I even know. Me. The first uh, first jersey I bought from, from NFL shop in like fucking 10 years. Even me. He's done. <laughs> He's done. Dude, He's I've over. I don't give a season, shit, man. I can't. I don't no. know if it was the coaching staff that did it to him, but he is. He, he he's not that guy. AJ to me, like everyone says, oh, the diva wide receiver, the diva wide receiver. Sometimes you need that diva wide receiver with an attitude. Give me Hell the yeah. ball. Let me take over the goddamn game. Hell yeah. And he just sits down and very soft spoken. I'm not saying that he's a he's a bad guy. I'm just saying. He need you need an attitude on the field. That, that switch is not turning off. Well, I'm I mean, right now we, on, the, on the NFL field. I, I would agree with you if we didn't have a quarterback that has the most attitude I've ever seen. <laughs> like you know, not the most, but up there. I mean, let's not forget, guys. This guy, <laughs> this guy went up to DeAndre Hopkins, a future Hall of Famer, in his first oh, start, I, I, I and know. said, "What the fuck are you doing, bro? I like, it, how does that not get you so goddamn excited?" I um, love it. So, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, listen, I, of course I'm going to give him one more chance. All right? I bought his fucking jersey. I, I I was so excited, and I'm one of the few people that – I was. One, I've been one of the last ones to get off his bandwagon. Okay? You could attest to this, Jarrett. Um, I've been giving him chance after chance. After, I love him. I love him. Because, you were the opposite of me because I was the same way as you with Ryan Tanner. Yeah, you were off – You were, yeah, literally. Um, I mean, Traylon Burks is built like a fucking shithouse, man. He's, yeah. he's, he's fast. He's – He's strong. He's bit like, of course I want him to succeed, but he can't stay on the field. And now he's dropping passes. Uh, I don't know. He might be past the point of return, but uh, we'll see. We'll have to. We'll have to see. He ain't going anywhere. As Vinny loves to bring up, we're paying him pennies on the dollar uh, yeah. because his rookie contract's still in effect for another year. So uh, who knows? You know, maybe this will work out. Maybe he'll have a uh, you know an eight hundred yard season, and we can pay him six million dollars for three years. And he'll be okay with it. And that'll be our bonafide number three for this playoff, for this Super Bowl run. I'll go with that. I'll go four. Because even if we get Tyler Boyd now, because to T. Higgins is like a kind of 50-50, maybe 80-20, because they may tag his ass. And and that pipe dream's over until the the following season. And and then we go neighbor, whatever. I don't know. But like I said, there's a lot of optimism around that number seven pick now. So, I mean, the the, the wide receiver's not out of play. I mean – I listen, you, that we, offense is gonna go, bro. We got Odunze at seven. I'm fucking stoked, guys. Odunze, I've been watching some film on him the last couple of days. Flies, Obviously, I'm man. sure. I'm sure it you flies. guys know. You know, you probably have seen it already. Odunze is nuke. He's literally nuke, man. Like I watch him, the grabs he makes away from the ball. Like forget it. Like forget it. So, um, yeah. Seventh pick now with Callahan ran. No more fucking like tag. Listen, we need tackles. All right. I don't want to go on a ramble here, but we, we do need protection. And like you said earlier, Jarrett, 
um, there are options to sure up this offensive line that don't stem from the draft. All right. Does it make a lot of sense to use the draft? Of course, because that means they're as young as they can be. And it means they're going to be on a contract that's going to be, you know, relatively affordable. Uh, and uh, it makes a lot of sense. But it's not the only way to keep this kid healthy. Okay. Uh, and, and you know it, and everyone knows it. So we'll have to see. But I mean, God, this this pod really showed me how how really we're looking up, and it's really Dude, exciting. I can't wait for March 14th, man. Fast forward to all this other stuff. Give me to March 14th. Let me see who the first free agent signing is because it's starting to go line, and you sprinkle a little bit. Of, you know, you're cutting these people, and you you know you get rid of NWI. Seven with the wide receiver. Man. I don't know. Listen, Starting if, Jared, if, if Jared's smiling talking about getting rid of NWI, then you know shit's looking Dude, up. Because you know shit's what? It's, up. He, he, he did his time. He was that wide receiver. He's not a burner. He's that reliable wide receiver that gets to the sticks. He's not he reliable. He's Jared. not a burner. He's just we have Dude, no on that third down receivers. catch. Understand, but when you have that third down catch, he'll catch it. That's it. That's he's he's going 10, 20, whatever. You need burners, guys that can run. Yeah, guys. Come yeah. on, man. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. Everybody sees it. Stephon Diggs, but he didn't show up in the playoffs. We all know about that poor Buffalo. Mm, yeah, I know. But yeah, listen, I'm gonna we're all gonna fight with ourselves with our with our brains throughout these next couple months about what we should do in the drafts. I mean in my mind, I'm kind of like my perfect scenario is that Alt is gone because I know if Alt's there at seven, it's just the, the smartest and just the can't miss thing to do because he's so fucking good and he's so enormous. But, you know, part of me wants him gone. So that way I can't get upset, you know, that, that we can't have him. You know, I, I, I don't want to be able to get him at seven because I know we have to take him if he's there. So yeah. partially I want Alt to be gone. And I want Marvin Harrison Jr. to be gone because there's no way we're getting him at seven. So I just need to get that out of my mind. And then I want to be able to pick between neighbors and Odunze. And that's like shooting fish in a barrel, in my opinion. So we'll see. No, we're not. You know, they draft in a lot. I know, but the, here's the thing we got to understand, guys. We this is a new regime. Friends. We're gonna mock this whole season, man. We can have we can draft Brock Bowers at seven. We can draft Adunze at no, seven. That we are we not have, doing. That uh, Ola, we are not doing. Ola, all we can have seventeen mock drafts, and we can say maybe, maybe, maybe. Everyone's got their opinion. Let's I know, see. but this is a new regime, guys. That is what we need to head, hang our hat on. This is not the Mike Vrabel regime. This is not the John Robinson regime. This is the Brian Callahan and Rand Carthon regime. That's what and makes last me and listen, yep, receiver. yeah, and listen, last year's draft. Left a little to be desired, but all in all, let's be honest with ourselves. We got Skaronsky, Levis, Spears. What I mean, you know, I, I have a lot of confidence in Rand Carthon to go back to back uh, in this year's draft. Um, and yeah, you know, like we've said, free agency is absolutely going to dictate where where we're going to lean, right? Uh, if we bring T Higgins in, is that going to completely wipe away the possibility of taking a t wide receiver? Absolutely, fucking not. Um, but it, it's definitely gonna give it less odds for sure. Of course, for sure, less odds. Um, and like I've said multiple times, guys, if you can draft well and you know how to scout and you're good, you can find a five, six year starter at offensive line, whether that be guard or tackle in the second round, second round tackles and guards are supposed to start in this league very quickly. 
know. So, we, you know. We've suffered dearly from that right of now. Of course, so. of course. So, you know, it, 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 uh, there could be a fourth round uh, tackle that we pick up for whatever reason it falls. And he plays way better than Dillard. Like, that. Okay. that that's that's so possible, it's not even funny. The so center from Oregon, Powers, he's an all-pro. He could fall to the second round. And we, we're drafted early in the second round, so he could fall right into our lap. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, we need to uh, trust Rand Carthon. And it's cliche because we've been saying that for years with fucking John Robinson and J-Rob we trust. I, I, get, I cringe anytime I think about that because I used to say that shit. And uh, it was the stupidest thing ever because you can never trust him uh, realistically. He was all over the map and the things he did. Uh, and then the let Rand cook stuff, you know, it's going to grow on me a little bit. I, I, I hashtagged it the other night. I like that better. Uh, but we got it. We got we to we honestly let Rand Carthon do his thing. He's made very good moves so far. Let's not forget Hopkins was really a stretch for a while. And then he made it happen out of nowhere. Um, this guy's got it. I'm very, really, really happy with him. And I'm happy that. They could say whatever they want about the relationship Vrabel and him had. I said this on the on the space I did. As soon as it came out that Vrabel wanted another opinion, that was it. Like their relationship can never be ideal. How are they gonna have a great relationship when Rand Carthon's always gonna know this guy wanted another? You know, didn't think he could do the his job properly. That's never gonna work, right? We're we're gonna we're gonna save that uh, because, like I said, if we're gonna have Kayla TD or Jim on next week. We didn't get to ask that question to TD, and I'm glad you brought that up and that brought light to our eyes because I really want to yeah. get that question out there and get that question answered for everybody out there because um, that's huge. If that was really the case and people know about it, we all would like to hear it as fans because I don't know. I don't care. That That's rumors, yes. Could be true that we said it. Not, not, not. We didn't take credit for that. We're talking about it. So I'm just saying if it is true, then by all means he had to have – he had to go. Yeah, if, if it is true, then he is not the great coach that everyone says he is because that that's just not something a great coach would do. Uh, and all you have to do is look at this guy's short resume, uh, Rand Carthon, and say to yourself, mm, this guy's got a problem with other alphas because clearly Rand Carthon's an alpha, a hell of a lot more of an alpha than John Robinson is. And again, I've said it a million times and everyone wants to call me crazy for it. This guy didn't like alphas on his team. Or And if he did, he didn't like Alpha's questioning anything he had to say about what to do. The only Alpha he liked in that building was Derrick Henry and Jeffrey Simmons. Outside of that, you know, any guy that pushed back on him at all just never seemed to have a good relationship with. I still don't think he liked Levis. I didn't think he wanted to draft Levis, and that's why their relationship was strained. And then I don't think Carthon and him had a great relationship, and clearly if this is true, they did not. So that's just the way it is, but. Yeah, he's probably he's gonna find out. And clearly, guys, if he doesn't coach next year, we can put it to bed. He's not this, you know, top tier, uh, day one, you know, Hall of Fame coach. And I'm not gonna get any satisfaction from that, but we can just put it to bed. So um, I think we're gonna wrap it up. I gotta head to work, guys. First of all, uh, I want to thank everyone for joining in. We had almost a hundred in here tonight. Uh, we're continuing to grow. We appreciate whether you like us or hate us or just like watching us to make fun, whatever it is. We enjoy it. All right. This is all about one family sick podcast. Uh, and, and we're having so much fun doing this each and every week. So, um, Jared, you want anything else you want to throw in before we wrap up tonight? Nothing, man. Um, now that we got a head coach, uh, he could possibly, he could possibly be at media week during the Super Bowl while we're there. And I would love, love sick. to sit down with a microphone in my hand and talk 
uh, Titans football with him and what he sees, you know, the future of this Titans franchise oh, going forward. That would be awesome. Talk about special, man. That would be two weeks away. Two weeks away. That would be insane. Guys, if you don't remember hearing or you weren't here, uh, Jared is representing the sick podcast at the Super Bowl next week. Um, or in a couple weeks, he two will weeks. be in uh he'll, he will be what it was Vegas, he will be in Vegas. Vegas. And uh, you know, any any kind of insight he can bring us would be incredibly special. It just shows you how how fast we're growing and, and uh how awesome it is that we're part of this. So Guys, if you haven't already, please like, comment, subscribe to the channel. We're uh, we're on here each and every week, uh, giving you content throughout the off season and regular season. Um, so it's going to be super super fun, and uh, that that's a wrap, guys. So I hope everyone. Oh wow! Can't forget those guys over there. Can't forget those guys. Let's do this real quick. Did he put it up or no? Yes, sir. It oh, it's in the start. Oh, okay, or is it? Where is it? Oh, here we go. Hold on. Oh, my mouse is all fucked up now. Here we go. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that will help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet 5 bucks on any game and get 200 bucks instantly in bonus bets. Download DraftKings Sportsbook now and use code 6sports. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings. Only on DraftKings, a sportsbook betting partner. Use code six sports. The crown is yours. Yeah, we both had a little bit of a today, Junior. There, yeah, a little hiccup there. Well, you know what? It's because it was just thrown in there. We weren't prepared for it, so it was just a little bit more different. But again, guys, thanks everybody for joining in. We're going to be doing more live shows. The traction and the and the response we're getting in the live shows is much better. I think we should probably do almost every show live realistically, but we'll talk with AC about that. Uh, but thanks again, everybody for joining in the past, past, past era has <laughs> begun. Sammy, send me out. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast, talking Titans on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google play, and Apple podcasts. 